There are many ways people listen to Vision, including DAB Plus Digital Radio. If you're in Greater Sydney, Melbourne or Brisbane and have a digital radio receiver in your car or home, you'll find Vision Christian Radio on the station list. If you're visiting one of these cities and hiring a car, there's a good chance it will have a DAB receiver and you'll be able to enjoy vision with exceptional sound quality while you drive around. If you don't already own a DAB receiver, you'll find many models, including clock radios at electronic retailers for under $100. To find out more about vision on digital radio and whether you're within the broadcast footprint, see vision.org.au slash DAB. However, and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. And something I think that we all need when we feel ashamed is someone to be able to share that with who can understand, show us friendship and be able to hear and allow us to move forward from that point. Australians are fortunate to live in a country with policies designed to support the vulnerable, particularly at times of crisis. Despite this, we still have many in our communities living below the poverty line. Today's guests are Sally Evans and Rosie Kendall from Christians Against Poverty. They're based in Newcastle to discuss the poverty that is still present here in Australia today and what we can do to address it. That's Sally and Rosie from CAP, our guests today with myself, Brett Ryan, for Focus on the Family, Australia. Well, welcome to the program, Sally and Rosie. Hello. Hi, Brett. Well, tell us a little bit about the story of Christians Against Poverty. Um, Well, CAP started here in Australia back in the year 2000. Um, It started in the UK in 1996 and so quite quickly in the UK's history it was planted here in Australia and that's obviously been quite a while now. We're in 2022, so nearly 22 years being here in Australia. And essentially the story goes that way back in 1996 there was a guy who found himself Um, just recovering himself from being in an unmanageable debt situation. He became a Christian and decided to do something with his faith and live that out and help other people that were in a similar situation to him. And so he just started in his hometown helping people essentially replicate the help that he had kind of gone through himself to see himself starting to find financial freedom. And quite quickly in that story, he actually met an Australian businessman who heard about CAP and said, we need this in Australia. And so they started on a journey of seeing what it would be like to plant here in Australia. And ever since then, um, the church have been working, partnering with CAP to help individuals find financial freedom here all across Australia. That's great. Now, when you say financial freedom, we're not talking about people having lots and lots of money. We're just trying to give them that freedom that the debt that they're experiencing is not overwhelming them and affecting their family and their health and their well-being. 
Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we started talking about is this term of financial distress. And actually, there was some research done really recently that has said that one in four Australians are facing some sort of financial distress at the moment. That's one in four adult Australians. So it's a huge, huge amount of people. And most of those statistics were coming through kind of COVID. And that could be someone unable to pay their mortgage. It could be someone who's unable to find an affordable rental, which I'm sure lots of people listening would be able to know stories firsthand of people at the moment that are struggling to find rental accommodation, people losing income, any kind of stress really that's happening in people's finances. And the reality is, I think all of us in our relationships can attest to how much relationships alter our relationships and how much I know for me and my husband, we're on a wonderful marriage. And yet there are moments when we're talking about finances that we can really add stress to our relationship. And so anything kind of in the financial realm, when people are under pressure, it really impacts all aspects of their life and therefore when we're talking about financial distress it can be um, wide and complex but often devastating and often be affecting all sorts of things whether it be putting food on the table their relationships and their work and can have impact on all of those different aspects of people's lives yeah I mean, we at Focus on the Family get numerous emails from people in a lot of distress. And when it comes to their marriage, you can talk about infidelity and we can talk about communication or lack thereof. But the number one issue that many couples are facing that is causing so much distress and causing a tension within their relationship has been finances. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important that we're talking about it. And we're so glad that CAP is here to help as many people as possible. So... Sally, what is happening here in Australia? Well, there's a lot happening in Australia at the moment. And I think in 2020, nearly every Australian felt the sting of financial insecurity or felt it come close as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. And I think at that point, the typical divide between rich and poor changed shape uh, with more than one in 10 working aged Australians turning to welfare for their main income support payments during that time. And so as unemployment rose, we also know Centrelink's number of job seeker recipients essentially doubled. So there was a, a wow. whole over the last couple of years, there's a whole lot more people relying on welfare just to get by. Mm. Yeah. And Rosie, it's not just adults that are affected, it's children as well. Yeah, I mean, we all know that in households where there is financial pressure, it affects children greatly. And there are thousands of Australians. I mean, the stats would tell you that there's 3.2 million adults living under the poverty line. And each of those represent, you know, many, many more children and for those kids, again, it doesn't take much to kind of use our imagination to think, actually, if I'm living in a household where we can't afford the school trip, we can't afford school shoes, we can't afford to do all the normal things that I see other people doing, it can really affect a child in that situation. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, the work that CAP does is passionate about lifting the whole family and bringing generational change to make sure that the things that we are going through with a whole family is holistic so that those children can be lifted out of poverty but also kind of start afresh themselves when they get to being adults. 
That is so good. And we look forward to hearing more about what CAP does. But before we do that, if this continues to spiral out of control with financial pressures, then it's not just that they don't have the basic things to survive. They may also lose the roof over their heads. So homelessness is a real issue that we're facing here in Australia. Even in a a first world nation, we're seeing homelessness becoming a a factor. And uh, so can you give us a little bit more information on what's happening in our society today? Yeah, we absolutely can. We know that Australian poverty is a key driver of homelessness, and that's for 44,000 children and 116,000 adults. Wow. It causes 13% of the general population food insecurity. And when we talk about skipping meals, it can cause 8 to 10 job seeker recipients or 9 in 10 youth allowance recipients just to regularly skip meals. That then flows on to development and health issues as well in that space as well. So it's poor health, it's social exclusion. And so it's a massive impact on the whole yeah. of life and the whole well-being of people. My wife's got a, a girlfriend who is a teacher in country Victoria. And uh, she was teaching and educating a young lady that was living in a car. Mm-hmm. And she was doing very well with the support of my wife's uh, friend. But... The whole idea that someone is surviving, not with a normal, regular roof, but living in a car and trying to survive, try to feed themselves and how it can affect them. So they're not going to learn as effectively. They're not going to be able to concentrate if they don't have food in their bellies. And Mm -hmm. and it can have this ripple effect. And I think, Rosie, you just mentioned about this generational aspect. Can you unpack that a little bit more for us? Yeah, well, I might um, share a story if that's okay. We, just through the work that CAP does, partnering with churches, helped a lady quite a long time ago now. Um, But the reason I I tell you this story is it tells you a bit of a kind of generational story. And um, this lady was homeless. She was actually getting a train from Sydney to Newcastle on a regular basis. She was a single mom and had a son. And was doing that really just for safety for them so that it could rest. And when her kind of cap worker went and saw her for the first time, just listening to that story of her being unable to do really anything kind of in society in a normal way because of her homelessness Mm. and not able to get a job, not able to apply for certain benefits, not able to get son into school all sorts of kind of different aspects that you don't always think about and having someone come into her situation and sounds similar to to your situation having a friend having someone to be able to listen and to be able to walk through that journey Mm. and um, I just remember the moment it was a few years ago now that they got a house and got a home and how exciting that was but also how that just became the kind of foundation for them building the next building blocks in terms of being able to um, find financial freedom, being able to put food on the table, being able to get enough income coming into their household, that housing is often a real foundational point in there. That's so good. So Sally, tell us a little bit more about what CAP does to address poverty. 
So CAP trains and supports church volunteers with the skill and confidence to walk alongside people in very difficult financial situations. So those financial situations can cause isolation, anxiety, relationship breakdown, skipping meals, etc. But we know that the church are well equipped with beautiful people to be able to do that, to walk that journey with them. And it's coming alongside them personally to be there and supporting them, whether it be taking them out for a cup of coffee, but also we're wanting them to be able to be equipped to help them solve their financial problems there as well. Yeah. I mean, it sounds very simple to say they're problems, but it's multifaceted, especially if it's that generational aspect. How do they get themselves out of it? But they just need someone to come alongside them to give them the skills and to teach them how to handle their finances and to just basically get them back on their feet and in a healthy direction. Is that correct? Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And I was just going to add to to what Sally said that – I think it's interesting for a lot of us who maybe live in extensive family networks or we're within the church and we have safety nets in play, what we often see is that people that are finding themselves kind of on the fringes of that are outside of community and outside Mm. of relationship and therefore the safety nets that we maybe once saw a long time ago within community where someone might, you know, have someone round for a meal or they might let them stay in their home Um, our society has become way more fragmented than it's ever been before. And so actually there's a lot of power in one, bringing people closer to relationship and community, but also in building a system for your finances, being able to put a budget together, working out what income's coming in. Actually, is the income coming in everything that this person is entitled to? Other ways that we can maximise income? Um, What debts do we have at play? Are all of those due? And just really taking a whole holistic view of someone's financial situation. And essentially what CAP does is train someone within the church to have the confidence to be able to have those type of conversations and Mm -hmm. the systems and tools to be able to help someone who is in an often a very overwhelming situation at that point of crisis. Yeah, I mean, the word overwhelming seems to be understated because it would be overwhelming because you just don't know what's around the corner when you're feeling like there's nowhere to turn to and you have someone such as yourselves who have trained somebody how to do this. Our guests today are Rosie and Sally from Christians Against Poverty. They're our guests today and we look forward to hearing them a little bit more after this break. The Word for Today is Australia's most widely read daily devotional designed to give you practical teaching to keep you focused on your relationship with Jesus. Read it online or subscribe to the free printed edition at thewordfortoday.com.au Our guests today are Sally Evans and Rosie Kendall from Christians Against Poverty and we want to thank Rima FM for allowing us to record in their studio. So if I'm an individual who comes to a church that has been trained by CAP, what would that look like? Yeah, so it often looks like the person from church coming and seeing you in your own home. 
Um, it may look like meeting in a coffee shop or somewhere that's safe and familiar, but often that is someone's home, especially, and we see a lot of single moms and actually the logistics of getting your kids together and bundled off to an appointment and you've got to entertain them, whereas at home often you can give time and attention. So let's say typically it's in someone's home. And at that point, the most important thing for us is to hear someone's story and to have an opportunity to say, how did we get here? And for someone to feel heard in that um, there isn't any blame. You know, if there's people listening to this that might find themselves in financial hardship or difficulty, often Mm. what we tell ourselves, our self-talk, is to say, this is my fault. I've done something wrong. Everyone will um, think badly of me and judge me. And so one of the most important things, and actually some of the most influential moments are in that moment of saying I am here and I want to hear your story and there is no judgment here but let's hear how how we got here and then quite quickly after that building some goals and where is it that you want to be is it finding a rental that you can afford and having somewhere stable to live is it that you want to pay regularly for your school trips for your kids or have um yeah shoes on their feet and kind of whatever is important to that person building some goals and then from there essentially working with that person to build a system put a budget together and make sure that they've got all the support around them that they need so um, recognizing that a church volunteer isn't a professional and so also that volunteer being trained to actually put people in touch with other services to make sure that they're getting all the help that they need but while they're accessing that to have someone that's walking through the financial journey with them and to be able to just be a friend through that process more than anything and a supportive friend that can give good advice and um, be able to help them in their individual situation. I love that comment about you just asking them what do they want and empowers them because the priorities that you might see as the helper is not necessarily the thing that they need. And to have that person to come alongside to validate their experience. But I would imagine they may have made some wrong decisions and that's a given. But what about shame? How does that Mm. apply when they just don't feel worthy because Mm. of shame and guilt? Shame's a very powerful thing and when we feel ashamed, it can affect our mental health, it affects who we are and it affects ultimately our identity and who we see the person that we are. And one of the things that breaks shame is someone coming into your situation, hearing the thing that you are ashamed of and someone to be able to say, do you know what? I've also been there. I've done that. You know, there is a way forward. We can draw a line under that and move ahead. Um, I think our self-talk tells us that we're the only ones that would have ever found ourselves in that situation. We're the only one that would have made that bad decision. Yes, yeah. And often, I mean, talking about bad decisions, often a lot of people that we see um, actually just made kind of decisions that went wrong rather than bad decisions right at the time. And it's easy with hindsight sometimes to look at a decision and say, well, that was the wrong one. But when you're on top of that situation, when you're in the middle of that decision, sometimes those decisions can be really difficult for all of us for a number of reasons. And so having people that can come in and cut through shame is a massive deal to people. And something I think that we all need when we feel ashamed is someone to be able to share that with who can understand show us friendship and be able to hear and allow us to move forward from that point. Yeah. So an individual coming to you doesn't have to pay for this. It's because it's offered by the church. Is that correct? 
Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, it's a free service that's offered here and it's the church's heart to want to see people flourish and their local communities flourish as well. So, yeah, yeah it's a free service and, yeah, that's, we just... That's extraordinary and I, and I just love, I love that, that here we are in a, in a culture where, mm-hmm. you know, we think we have it all, but there are a lot of people doing it tough and it's just wonderful that the church is rising up to serve their fellow man in this very, very important area. So Rosie, do you have another good news story that CAP has been involved with? Yeah, I'd love to tell a story that we've been sharing recently about a lady called Janelle. When her CAP volunteer went and first saw her, she was desperate, to be honest. She'd had um, a very difficult relationship that she was out of. She's a single mom, three kids, and was at that stage um, very broken and didn't know where to turn to help. Um, kind of had help from various different places, but at this point in time, just um, didn't know where to turn with her financial situation. She got a lot of debt that she didn't know what to do with. And through working with her volunteer, her name's Margie, um, she came alongside her and we've talked a little bit today about people walking alongside people along the journey. And one of the things that Janelle really wanted was a permanent home for her kids. She'd been on a, um, a list for a long time and um, actually within a couple of weeks of Margie walking alongside Janelle, she'd been told that she was going to get a house and a home. And so um, Margie was able to help her move into this house. The church community did all sorts of things like tidying up the garden and making this house a home. And um, I've got in my head this picture and we've got a really um, wonderful video. And on that, Janelle talks about what it means to her to be in a home and what it means for her to not have bills coming that she doesn't know what to do with and actually being able to to save and being able to provide for her family in a way that she's never been able to provide for them previously. And the difference that she is now able to talk about her kids, they're growing up in a home that's stable, a house that's their home, and they're also growing up in a kind of much more stable financial situation. They still don't have a lot of money. It's not like coming and working with CAP suddenly creates a lot more income from somewhere, but being within community with friends that people share things with you, as well as give you hope for the future and speak those things, actually it feels different to be in that situation. And um, yeah, Janelle is now debt-free, so has none of that unmanageable debt and um, yeah, is living a very different life to the one that she was when she first came to see Margie. That's so good. And when you hear that it's actually helping their children to have a better foundation, it could actually break that cycle of generational poverty. So if someone's listening to this and they're involved in a faith-based community, what could they do? And what are the things that are needed to be involved to offer this service to their community? Yeah, well, I mean, in terms of, we call it money mentoring, and essentially a church partners with CAP, and they enter a partnership in which we then equip 
any individuals that want to be trained as money mentors. That might be one person, it might be 10 people, and they take part in some onboarding and some training. Um, yep. Thankfully, due to COVID, that's now all online. We used to yeah. do you know such things as face-to-face training, but now that's all self-paced and online. And so super accessible, and people can go through that and then get in touch with CAP if they want more details on how you can train to be a money mentor. Probably important to say that as a money mentor, you can help people one-to-one as we've talked about today, but you can also help people in kind of a group setting. Something that can be really powerful for people that are in financial distress is actually coming together with a group of people to talk together and to actually talk as a collective group and go through those kind of systems and their financial situations together. And that community is such an important aspect because we're not meant to do things in isolation. We're meant Mm -hmm. to do things in community. And I think having the church offer this as an extension of their community, and there's people inside the four walls of the church who are under financial distress, and there's Mm -hmm. so many more people outside who need the help of CAP in their community. Yeah, I think that it's important also to recognize no one's immune to financial distress and so actually within the community and within the church you can find someone that's right on the kind of under the poverty line an income that's very small and do you know what that actual figure is what's the poverty line i mean where's the line drawn in our culture today? here in australia we essentially say if you've got less than around $450 a week in income per week, and then you're living below the poverty line. And the way that that's worked out is from kind of median income of the whole population. And I know from experience that if you are an adult and you're living on $450 a week or less, of which there are many people living on much less than that, when you add up accommodation, bills, food, Everything there just isn't enough to pay and yeah. um, for everything that is needed. What would you like to say to somebody right now who is either themselves struggling with their finances or they know someone who is? What would you like to say to them? I would love to say that you are not on your own and that however you might feel about sharing your problem with someone. I know it can be really, really difficult to share that you're struggling financially. We don't like talking about money. We don't like telling people that we need help. But the biggest thing that you can do is take a big, deep breath and ask someone for help, whoever that is, whether it be a helpline number cap we have a 1300 number that you can call just call someone and ask for help that's the best thing that you can do in your situation and whatever the outcome of that might be there'll be lots of different ways that different people can help but the best thing that you can do is is ask for help in the first instance and often the hardest step that's so good when you're doing what you do now and you think about how many people you've helped along life's journey it must be very rewarding Yeah, it's a great job and those of us involved in CAP, whether we're a church partner, whether you're the CEO like I am or Sally works in people and culture at head office or uh, wonderful supporters that give $30, $40 a month, it's amazing to be part of this ministry Mm. that you know that you are changing people's lives and giving hope where there's hopelessness and one of something we've not touched on again today, when you feel hopeless, it's destroying but when you start to see hope again it's amazing and um, we all get the privilege of being part of that and I would say anyone listening can be part of that too whether it being part of money mentoring finding out about CAP online seeing how your church can be involved 
we can all have a part to play in this amazing ministry. May God bless you, Sally and Rosie, and thank you for being our guest today. Oh, thank you, Brett. We really appreciate it. Our guests today were Sally Evans and Rosie Kendall from Christians Against Poverty. To find out more about their ministry, you can go to their website at CAPAUST. That's C-A-P-A-U-S-T dot org. For more resources on family and relationships and finance, you can go to our website at families.org.au. And thanks for joining us. I'm Brett Ryan, inviting you to join us for another episode of Focus on the Family, Australia. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.